sight. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. On 95.5 WSB. 74 degrees here in Midtown Atlanta, about 58 in the studio at WSB. Good morning, good morning. Back in the studio with you. Happy to be here live for the Saturday morning show. Uh, Thanks for letting me take last Saturday off. It was great. I hope you enjoyed the show I put together for you. And Bob Westerfield from the University of Georgia, if you got to catch that in the in the latter part of the show last Saturday, garden myths, things that we've all heard. Oh, use Epsom salts in the garden or eggshells or coffee grounds and how to water, uh, when to water, all of those things. We kind of went over some with him and we have a whole lot more next Saturday as well. So you'll find that pretty entertaining for an hour next Saturday. Uh, today, a lot on the show as well. We're in the month of August So that means the Great Southeast Pollinator Census is coming up in the middle of the month. Uh, Becky Griffin from the University of Georgia is going to join us to explain that. You've heard me talk a lot about it. And I talk about the Great Backyard Bird Count. That happens about every February. Two citizen science projects that... uh, we love to be a part of. Our counts are important. They're meaningful. And so if you have 15 minutes uh, that weekend, that's all you need, the 18th or the 19th, you're going to be helping the University of Georgia and uh, just a lot of folks out with what you see and what you observe in nature. 404-872-0750 is the number. And when it comes to invasive species, whether it's bugs or whether it's plants, Dr. David Coyle from Clemson University is my guy. Love that he reached out to me three over three years ago, being like, you know what? I'd love to be part of the show if you ever need me. And boy, have I. So uh, he's going to join me in studio at 8 o'clock to talk about invasives and forest health. And he knows all kinds of things. He's got a pulse on what's going on outdoors. I don't get to spend as much time outdoors as I would like, but that's what he does for a living. That's kind of fun. So we'll talk about that as well. And of course, throughout the show, the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend to keep you on track and on time with your gardening uh, tasks. So last Thursday and Friday was the 23rd annual WSB Radio Carathon. And thanks for letting us talk about it. Thanks for helping and donating to help uh, pediatric cancer patients and uh, patients with blood disorders at the Aflac Cancer and Blood Disorder Center at Children's Healthcare of Atlanta. I got to catch up with Chris Chalette, who is the VP of Construction for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta, uh, right before the Carathon, and then he was on the broadcast as well. Had a great time with Chris. I've spoken to him every year uh, of this show leading up to the Carathon because gardening And green space is a big part of the healing process for a lot of those kids and making them feel normal. Um, If they're stuck in the hospital after a bone marrow transplant or any kind of struggles that they've got, I mean, it could be weeks, it could be months, they're there over some holidays, they miss birthdays, sometimes Christmas. So green space is a big consideration in designing the new Arthur M. Blank Hospital. And you've seen the towers go up. They're up already. Uh, North Road Hills and I-85. So it's really fun to catch up with Chris. And as gardeners, you'll appreciate what he has to say. We always time our conversations with one another around the Carathon, 23rd annual WSB Radio Carathon this year. Our donors and listeners can expect some pretty big news next year from Children's. That's right. We're actually on site right here at Arthur and Blank Hospital. And uh, fall of next year, fall of 2024, is our uh, grand opening. We're super excited about it. How many years has this been in the making? 
So we started thinking about this many, many years ago, but the actual planning around what you see at uh, the Northwood Hills campus started in 2016. So uh, we'll be seven years in the making, and I think it's something special that we've done out here. It really is. And and families, not only nationwide, but worldwide, could benefit from a lot of the advances of things. I mean, I, I made the joke with you earlier, you could have an honorary medical degree with all you've learned about the technology and the new exciting things going on here. Yeah, of course, the world has changed so much even over the seven years with the pandemic and, and just everything that's happened. So, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. But, you know, I think what the biggest benefit that we've not really ever had at Eggleston or, or Scottish Rite is just the capacity to do more. What we're creating here at Arthur and Blank Hospital is, is just that. It's, it's just more capacity to do more and impact more kids, like you said, not just here in Atlanta and across the state, but also really everywhere. And I'm going to tip your hand a little bit. One of your favorite places is the chapel and the design of the chapel. It means so much to a lot of the patients who then grow up and want to be married there or, you know, have parts of their family with the chapel. But another one of your favorite places was the garden on the 10th floor. And that's being planted right now. Tell me a little bit about that space and what it'll mean to patients' families. When we started to really think about that, the level 10 of, of the building is our bone marrow transplant patients. So they really don't have an opportunity to leave their room or leave their, their floor. And so so we wanted to create an environment where they could actually go outside. I mean, I think one of the, the, the big things here on campus is just that access to nature. And, you know, we've talked about it before on your show, and we've talked about it uh, so many times, and it's just so important. And we all feel when we go outside and it's, it's sunny or it's, you know, just get that breath of fresh air. So we've created a, a rooftop garden on level 10, and it's got live plants, live trees and everything. And it's, it's very secluded and incredible views of, of downtown and Buckhead. And it's really a space meant for the kids who can't go outside to be able to have access to it. And families can spend some special time out there in happy times or perhaps not, but it's there for them if they need it. Exactly. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, that's really the point of it, too, is, you know, as families, uh, the Eggleston Garden, what we've learned at Eggleston over the years, is, is just such a special place. And whether that's a celebration of life or, or sadly, the end of life, that, that event can happen on that garden. It's very private, and it's really meant to honor and, and memorialize those events. And you all took painstaking efforts, really, in planning all of that. And I noticed the large maple tree that was brought in from somewhere else, too, and placed just so. Like, that's almost the focal point. That, that's exactly right. So we're still uh, over a year and a half away from opening. But, uh, yeah, the, the maple tree is in place. And it's, you know, it's going to be incredible to see that over, over the seasons and over time as it grows in that space. I think it's, again, it's just going to add to that special feeling of, of that garden seen maybe by the public if they're driving by they'll be able to get a few views of the gardens flanking one side of each tower i suppose so patient rooms will face gardens that are down kind of in the quad area talk a little bit about the design of those and i mean there were some celebrities too that kind of had a hand in some of that that's right so we've got 20 acres of green space on campus and multiple gardens so we've got um, a welcome garden so as you pull up and drop your patients off uh, there's a garden to welcome you there's the main garden which is sort of what the eggleston garden is today and it's really for our patients and staff and their families. And uh, in that, there's an activity garden, and that uh, is uh, part of uh, Teammates for Kids, which is the zone, which is co-founded by Garth Brooks. So there's a little special nod to, to Garth Brooks in there with the guitar that's going to be in the turf and a guitar pick canopy, which is pretty awesome. So just little parts and pieces like that. And again, you know, if you're a kid in your room and you're looking down on that, you can kind of see those elements, which will create just some, uh, some special views. 
So we've had the very fortunate ability to use a lot of our clinical teams to help us design. So we had over 400 of our nursing staff and our physicians and our other clinical members that have really been on this journey with us and really helped influence, like you said, the colors and access to nature and just the views and everything else. And just, you know, listening to that number sometimes can be overwhelming uh, because everyone has an opinion. But what really we've done is shaped what I believe is just a very, very unique and incredible space, uh, both inside and out uh, for the building. So I'd say thank you and a nod to all of our clinical teams that have helped us because, uh, I mean, together we've created something pretty amazing. It really is. It's going to be fantastic for the patients and their families there. Not that the gardens at the current campuses of Scottish Rite and Eggleston aren't, but gardening is very therapeutic. Spending time outdoors is good for all of us. Uh, Choa.org to learn more and to give, too. It's not too late to give to the WSB Carathon. That's choa.org. And uh, we did pretty well. You tracked us. We got more than $1.9 million to go toward Children's Health Care of Atlanta. Very proud of that. Very proud of you. Thank you all very, very much for being a part of that. And speaking of being outside and it being therapeutic, I just recently discovered as it's not in the 90s now and it's more like in the 80s this past week, I've really enjoyed walking the neighborhood, just getting out, letting loose, you know, kind of taking your mind off things for a little while. Did a mile and a half walk in the neighborhood the other day. Really enjoyed it. Put down your phone if you spend some time outside. Put down the phone. Really notice the things around you. This morning, I let the dog out. Heard the owls going crazy in the back. Sometimes the sound of coyotes. It's just really, really neat to enjoy nature and be out there and be focused on it. And someone, a friend of the show, who also really can appreciate and observe nature, and I love hearing all of her observations, it's Nicole from Griffin. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Ashley, how are you doing? Very good. I mean, wouldn't you say there's something to be said for just getting outside and then you get lost, you don't know what time it is, and look at what you've accomplished when you're just outside doing small tasks, right? You have to be in sync with nature. I love that. I think Life is miserable if you only think about concrete or... (laughs) Car, you know, yeah. it makes you relax and make you feel a lot better. And the more you play with your flower, your garden, and then uh, I have a friend. She got a big garden. She gives to everybody. Yeah, that's super generous, and that's a way to connect with neighbors and friends and things is sharing your wealth, right? Yes, yes. Well, so you and I recently uh, separately took drives up to North Carolina, and I think we went a little bit different routes, but you saw sunflowers and some other really amazing things. North Carolina, oh, right. It's there beautiful. is no one trash. Everything is perfect. All the rest area are perfect. Uh, daily sunflower heaven, good mm-hmm. grief. Yeah, I didn't see as many sunflowers on my route as you did, but that's awesome. Oh yeah, I went. I went. I went. Uh, Asheville, Esther, Asheville. There's a lot of mountains mm-hmm. and things like this. A lot of places you can stop and take an overview. Oh, I was just so impressed. Uh, it's not a, uh, a route for truck because there's too many up and down, up and down. It's dangerous, you know. But uh, I didn't have no trailer, just just a tractor. So. Uh, I was just uh, even Bristol all the way to Virginia, mm-hmm. you know. And the mountain air is a lot cooler, a lot cleaner. Yep. Um, it was hazy last weekend when we were there, but I used to be a baseball fan, and so my uh, husband and I took my dad to a minor league game, the Asheville Tourists. So that was a lot of fun, a small little ballpark, something different. 
Uh, it started raining or sprinkling, I'll say, in the third inning. And Nicole, they made me leave. Like, my dad and, and my husband didn't want to get wet. And they're like, oh, let's go. And I'm like, y'all can't handle a little bit of rain. So we didn't even get to watch the whole game. Chicken. <laughs> I know. That's what I was telling them. I know. <laughs> but I enjoyed being out there. The weather was cool. It felt great. I mean, it was going to be quite the storm. I guess we beat the storm out. But I could have handled some, some light rain for another 10 or 30 minutes. <laughs> but then you're going to go back? Uh, yes, yes, camping. Camping in North Carolina is a lot of fun, like you said, because of the mountains. It's clean. Uh, there's a lot of bodies of water. It's great. Yes, because uh, they call it uh, Blue Mountain because they are blue. They do look blue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, blue yeah. it's mountains. not really the ace. It's just even if you go in the wintertime, you know, they so are blue. I got to ask you before I let you go, uh, as the weather, it feels like it's cooling off a little bit, not to say that we're not going to get back in the 90s, but what have you been working on this week in the landscape or in the garden? Well, I have a lot of tropicals, so it's yeah. time to uh, repot them so they be ready and spend uh, the whole winter inside, yeah. like a jungle in the cold. Yeah, you bring them all inside in separate pots? Yeah. They need to be repot because you need to have some uh, uh, oxygen to the roots and this compact soil here, uh, yeah. like clay, because it gets hard and the roots cannot, you know, so they need a good uh, repotting and... Uh, so what do you have? I mean, I'm thinking bromeliads, elephant ears, canna lilies. What else? I got it all. Do you have actually. palms? I have them all. I go. I used to go in Florida once a week and I take a walk, like you said, and take some little roots and come back for the tropical, then wow. repot them. I always make my own flowers, you know. Yeah. Instead of buying them, you know, if you don't know if uh, where they come from, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's another There's a rainy night in Georgia last night. Yes, it was. It was. I was doing an afternoon drive for traffic, and of course, it started pouring right as I signed onto the computer. And I thought, oh, great. Feel bad for everybody getting stuck in that. Well, hey, Nicole, I'm glad you got in and around uh, North Carolina okay, and I did too last weekend. Thank you so much for calling this morning, checking in. Enjoy your day. You too. Have a lovely weekend, friend. All right, 404-872-0750. It's that easy to get on the show, just like Nicole did. I'll be right back with the top three things to do in the landscape this weekend. You're listening to WSB. Well, just as I was saying how much I enjoyed the weather being in the 80s, that's gone. A high of 92 today from Channel 2 Chief Meteorologist Brad Nitz and a 20% chance for showers, of course. Tomorrow, that is increased to 40%, partly cloudy with scattered thunderstorms and a high of 93. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. All right, number one, trees with suckers, you know, shoots that come up from the base, like crepe myrtles, red buds, maples. Propagate the sucker, dig it out, make sure it has a few leaves on it, place it in well-drained rooting medium in a shaded area, Keep dirt moist by placing a plastic bag or two little bo- two liter bottle upside down over the top. And it's going to start getting its own roots in about four weeks if you want to propagate a new tree. Number two, water figs deeply now as they're beginning to ripen. You want to check every morning. Go out there and harvest them so you can beat the birds. Mark Aram and his wife Maya are doing that right now. I'm so proud of them uh, with a new house and a huge fig tree that I believe they were told from the previous homeowner came from Greece. So that's pretty cool. I told him to bring me one. And number three, broccoli, cauliflower, and Brussels sprouts. Those are best started as transplants in the garden. That means you go to the nursery and buy the actual plant. But maybe things like lettuce, 
carrots, and greens can be direct seeded into the garden soil. For starting seeds, use the store-bought potting mix. Keep it easy to start them in containers or trays and place the seeds in partially shaded spot. You don't have to do the indoor lighting thing if you don't want to. Just keep them watered. You'll have the plants grown by mid-September when you want to put them outside. And I'm going to be posting something on the Facebook page here in just a minute uh, when we go check on the news. Search Facebook for Green and Growing WSB, and there you will be able to see uh, a chart of all of the fall vegetables you're going to want to consider and the best ways to start them and the planting dates and all of that. A great publication from the University of Georgia Fall Vegetable Gardening, and it's so good, just good information to have, uh, whether or not you start from seed or from plants, spacing when you're planting them in the garden, and when to start them. So a lot of you may have started um, a second round of summer crops just a few weeks back. You know, you have another chance for peppers and tomatoes. It's still going to be warm enough, but really starting to think about getting these cool season vegetables established in the summer. I know that's kind of weird, but the plant itself is going to love the heat of summer and the summer rains and all of that to get started. And then just as it cools off is when it's starting to flower and set fruit. So it all times out really well. And I'll keep you on track for that. 404-872-0750 is the number for green and growing. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Good Saturday morning. It's Ashley Frasca on WSB. with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. On 95.5 WSB. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in. Talking about vegetable gardening and a whole lot more. Whatever you choose to discuss, you can call with your topic. Your question, 404-872-0750. Becky Griffin along in an hour from the University of Georgia to explain to all of us how to participate in the Great Southeast Pollinator Census. And for those of you with a keen ear, you'll notice that it's the Great Southeast Pollinator Census. Um, It has, in years past, been the Great Georgia Pollinator Census. And due to her efforts, the popularity of the program, uh, both the Carolinas got in on it. They were like, you know what, we want to participate in this too. Our extension programs are ready. So Becky has been traveling like crazy and working with those universities as well to really grow the program. And hopefully some other southern states will come on. And congratulations to, I will tell her this, uh, for a commendation from Governor Kemp for the efforts of this and really bringing attention to the Great Southeast Pollinator Census. a fun little project. takes you 15 minutes the weekend of August 18th and 19th. So we'll be talking about that coming up sooner than you think. And then at 8 o'clock, Dr. David Coyle from Clemson University uh, to join me in studio talking about forest health, invasive species, whether that's bugs, trees, plants that we don't want. And he'll certainly be along to answer questions for you as well. 404-872-0750 is the number. So I was talking about at the beginning of the show um, things that are therapeutic, right? Being outside, spending time in the outdoors. And my producer, DeMarco, is planning on doing that very thing next weekend and in a totally different way, uh, not a garden angle, or maybe it is, it depends, 
What are you doing and where are you going? Well, actually, this you said therapeutic. This is something that I do every year. It's an annual event that comes to uh, the Atlanta area, actually out in Conyers. Eh, uh, still Atlanta area da- Dave Baker's uh, hometown. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> I think about Dave when I'm out there. I do, too. Uh, every time I go through Conyers. Wow. <laughs> Dave's like the one person that lives there. Yeah, well, where's Dave? <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's the uh, Rugged Maniac, and it's for anybody that's, uh, you don't really have to be full full-blown athletic, but uh, active, outdoorsy, you know, uh, and that's kind of sort of how I am. I like the outdoors. I like outdoor events and things like that. So what it is, is it's a, a three miles, a 5K obstacle race. Okay. So for three miles, you're going to encounter 25 different obstacles. My gosh. Yeah, so you'll, you'll maybe run for a few yards or a mile or so, and then you'll hit the first obstacle. You may have to climb over something. And then you run to the next obstacle. So you don't know ahead of time what's coming up. Um, there there is a course race uh, map, so okay. you can see what's coming up. And there's some of the things that are uh, that catch you off guard because it's like, oh, they didn't have this last year. <laughs> oh, what is this? Uh, so, but it, but it's fun. It's fun. So it's one of those things where no matter how old you get, I keep thinking, like, oh, this is probably gonna be my last year, no. and then I get fired up for next year. You know. But it's an obstacle race. Uh, there's no time limit, but you go out there, and a lot of it is mud. So it's at the uh, Georgia International Horse Park. So, so do they wet everything down on purpose? Oh, yeah, muddy? yeah. There's areas that are going to be just completely muddy yeah. just for this event. Yeah, yeah. And they make trenches, uh, and you have to jump over the trenches of, of mud, water, and sometimes you don't make it. So <laughs> <laughs> I'd hate to see that. Yeah, there's a lot of running, crawling, jumping uh, through mud as an adult, so you, you actually really, really enjoy it. And can you get to the showers before you get in the car? They have they actually have little homemade showers there. They have nice. a tent. Hey, hey, go over here if you want a shower. You know, it's not a full-blown clean shower, but you can to rinse the mud rinse off. off yeah. <laughs> my, I, my car takes a beating every year doing this. But God. This is so fun. So Rugged Maniac, which you, I don't think of you as yeah. either of those things. You're not rugged because you're very clean cut, and you're certainly not a maniac. But this is something that you enjoy because you are fit, you're active. Yeah, yeah. When you see it, uh, because presenting it to my friends, I have to always show them the website because when I present it to them, there it's an automatic no, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going, I'm not doing that. But then when you see it in action, you watch them videos, you're like, oh wow, that's kind of cool. And you put it on your Instagram. Oh yeah. What's your Instagram? It's Demarco. I T S D E M A R C O. It's Demarco. So all yeah, all of that is just so much fun to me. And I thought that I'd grow out of it by now, and now I'm getting, I'm, I'm an old man now, and I love it. No, don't say it, because if you're an old man, what does that make me? Ah. <laughs> no, that's going to be so fun. So we're going to miss you next Saturday. Yeah, the heck yeah. Is it early? Because it needs to be cool. You know what? I need to start doing the earlier waves. They're, they started like really early. Okay. But my wave is at 11 o'clock oh. when the sun starts kicking. So I need to start making an earlier wave, but yeah, I'll start at 11 o'clock. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you. Yes, You're yes. One down of my, and dirty. And it's... One of my best friends from Birmingham, Alabama, a Sly, he's always, and hey, I'm in. You're in? I'm in. Yeah. So I know I got one person that's going to go with me every now, year. Now, do you all keep up with each other, though? Or we, you... we do the whole race together. Okay. Yeah, so if he's stuck on something, I'm like, I'm right there. Come on, here we go. You're and I'm going to have to pull you out of the mud. You might have to pull me out of the mud, but we do it the, the, the entire race together. You're yeah. like radio's Fred Blankenship. <laughs> you know, Channel 2's got Fred that's incredible. And everybody rooting him on, and that's you. You're like, come on, buddy, get out of there. Come I'd on, I'd like you to wait. see Fred out there at the Rugged yeah. Maniac. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> hmm, Fred, clean, cut, and muddy. You know, that's yes, right. <laughs>
Oh, DeMarco is worth the follow on Instagram. <laughs> it's DeMarco because you have pictures of all of your adventures. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm always into something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good luck. Oh, thank you. Don't thank break you. a leg. Uh, yeah, Don't you're right. <laughs> You'll see me limping in here next the Saturday afterwards. Like, really beat up. <laughs> beat up. That is, that is like the older feeling. I had to get under the desk in the traffic center the other day to put my thumb drive down in the computer and just kneeling down and then getting back up, the cracking sounds. And Alex Williams is like, are you okay over there? I hear a lot of popping. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I'd worked out for the first time in like, I don't know, three weeks or four weeks now that the carathon's over. I was like, okay, I need to get out of the gym and do that neighborhood walk. And so uh, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, follow DeMarco on Instagram. That's going to be really, really fun. The Rugged Maniac. Dave Baker needs to participate. That's that's the, he's more... Rugged maniac. I picture Dave, not you. <laughs> 404-872-0750 is the number. So love being outdoors. Love the exciting activities this time of year. And of course, coming up in the fall, um, but we're not in fall yet. So there's still a lot going on. Check out the website when you go to wsbradio.com slash green and growing. Uh, you know, scroll the page. I'm not telling you to rush through it. There's the Listening to the show on demand as a podcast. There's the blogs and uh, articles that I've written. You scroll down a little bit further to green and growing events, you know, like classes and opportunities around town. And I really enjoy compiling this list for all of you. So you know things like that that are going on, uh, free classes, workshops, seminars, whatever. So coming up actually uh, next weekend and next week, soil blocking and fall seed starting workshop. That's going to be really good for people. It's offered twice, August 8th and August 15th. And all the links are here for you to see where they're taking place. If they're online, if they're in person, who's sponsoring them. Uh, Gardener's Night Out, a seminar with the Master Gardener Volunteers of Cobb County. Fall gardening class with the Cherokee County Master Gardeners. And uh, the Great Southeast Pollinator Census, which I've been talking about, that comes up on Friday and Saturday, August 18th and 19th. Summer Days at Chattahoochee Nature Center. Um, An opportunity at Smith Gilbert Gardens in Kennesaw to band hummingbirds on Saturday, August 26th. And this one's going to fill up fast. There's a VIP opportunity that costs a little more and then just the regular one uh, to band hummingbirds. And that is so fun. And I actually caught up with Lisa Bartlett at Smith Gilbert the other day. I went by there. I need to post the pictures that we took. Um, They have a fantastic butterfly display and you can't really get in the the hoop houses now, but the whole month of July, you had the opportunity to get in there. So many different butterflies. I took some great pictures with Lisa just visiting the gardens, going around and seeing all kinds of things. But that event is certainly, again, one of the most popular ones because we all uh, love our hummingbirds. And that's going to be really a neat hands-on activity for sure. 404-872-0750. I really hope taking this phone call doesn't get me in trouble. Welcome to Green and Growing. Really? Yeah. I'm on the air? Yeah, yeah, you're really on the air, Dave Baker, Dave from Conyers. Did you hear us throwing you under the bus? I mean, it was in a nice is, way. Is, wait a minute. Is DeMarco listening? Yeah, he's right there. I'm here, Dave. I know sometimes he's out running around smoking a cigarette, getting stuff to eat. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> right, of all people. DeMarco, what happens, uh, why don't you tell the whole story now? What happens when you're done with the race? Um, well, uh, you know, you they slide. They give you a, they give you I didn't you want a, to bring that part up, but they do give you a, a free beer that I can give to somebody else if they want uh, it. You don't, you don't give it to Dave, do you? <laughs> do you? But he does the whole story, he doesn't tell you when you're done. Yeah, you, you win the race, they give you a medal. And they give no, you a free beer. They, they, 
and everybody's a winner. They don't just get free beer to the winner. The only reason DeMarco goes is for the free beer. I've seen him out there. I've seen him, I've seen him cut into the race, throw mud on himself, and then cut into the race like 100 yards from the end. Just to get a free beer. You, you tell him my secret now. <laughs> don't tell him how I double back sometimes. Yeah, don't, right. don't tell him that part. You tell the whole story, and then you leave out the free beer. <laughs> I think I would probably want a free case after going through all of that. Three miles? Are you I'm, kidding me? I'm sure they don't count, okay? You just walk by, get a beer. Walk by, get a beer. Throw I mud on yourself. <laughs> you, you tell the whole story. So how are, we, how are we going to get you out into the Rugged Maniac, Dave? I run in the early shift, so I'm there before. Oh, so that's I why I in. never see Dave. Yeah, he runs in that early part, you know, the early shift, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the clean guy because I don't fall down much. You know? <laughs> when, you're, when you're six foot nine or whatever, you stay upright pretty easily, right? <laughs> I drink my beer while I'm driving into the studio. Oh, oh Dave. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of driving right now everybody on i-20 west coming in through east atlanta be very careful avoid dave baker and the toyota suv hey what's coming up on the show today while i've got you uh well we're gonna do uh the great bee count we're gonna talk <laughs> yeah. about bees and, and uh carpenter bees especially because we like to well, we don't count the bees we count the bee holes yeah and there's that the a lot. carpenter bees leave <laughs> And uh, we're going to talk a little about about fireplaces, actually, believe it or not. Okay. And and plumbing. Wow, that's all good stuff. Everything that runs through your mind this time of year, fireplaces, outdoor kitchens, plumbing. So I have a question for you. Free free beer. Yeah, well, that too. We'll always talk about that. So I was up at my dad's last weekend, and there was a clog in the disposal, and so he couldn't drain anything into the kitchen sink because then there was a drain under, there was a leak under the thing. And he said, well, I can't run the dishwasher either because it all runs through the disposal. Is that true? There you go. It I, could be. The way his house is plumbed, it could very well be. I didn't know that. I thought the dishwasher was going to be completely independent. There are no rules in plumbing. <laughs> Anything goes. So your plumber's yeah, going to so set us straight. <laughs> it, it doesn't, yeah, that's right. The water all runs through the same place, and the drain has to come out somewhere. It's on separate drains. So. Yeah, water goes down. Maybe your dad just didn't want to do it, and he just said that. He just wanted me to hand wash the dishes. Yeah. (laughs) That was it, and I did. I fell for it. See? Uh, I would have figured that. All right. Well, please set the the beverage down and get here safe, would you? Uh, Yeah. You know, that's a DeMarco thing. I'm the guy holding DeMarco back. (laughs) I just couldn't believe. You've got got DeMarco smoking. You got him drinking beer. I mean, is he a murderer, too? What's what's the deal? (laughs) I mean, I got to go teach a cardio class today. They're going to look at me funny. Like, hey, you've been smoking and drinking? (laughs) That's why they look at you funny. uh, (laughs) You you can't tell me you don't go there for the beer, though. I mean, you tell the whole story, and then... (laughs) Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no, 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 then we're done. I get, I get a water. I get a hydrating water. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the Gatorade, please. Skip right over the craft beer. Oh, Dave. Dave's crazy. All right, everybody. <laughs> Back on track here. Uh, counting carpenter bees. I like it. That'll come up after 9 o'clock. you got to stay tuned for that. 404-872-0750. Right back. You call in. Save us from Dave. Next on Green and Growing, WSB. The update on the weekend weather brought to you by Finley Roofing and Channel 2 Chief Meteorologist Brad Nitson for Christina Edwards this weekend. Partly cloudy, 20% chance for a stray shower today, but plan out uh, to be outdoors. High of 92, a high 93 tomorrow. Scattered thunderstorms 
are in the forecast. 40% chance for tomorrow and Monday and may continue throughout the week. Lows around the low 70s. The complete forecast comes up in less than 10 minutes. Green, Green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. All right, you got to get on the Facebook page to see number one here. I've shared some really good charts from University of Georgia Extension about fall vegetable gardening. It makes it so easy for you. So search Facebook right now for Green and Growing WSB because number one is broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts. Best started as transplants in the fall garden. So if you're going to go to the store and buy those plants, but you can also think about getting seed for things like lettuce and carrots and greens. Direct sow those into the garden. We're coming up on time to do that. Maybe just in two weeks, I'll tell you when to start that. And that's based off of air temperature, soil temperature, giving those plants enough time in the summer sun to establish from seed. And then as they start to flower and produce vegetables, the weather's cooling off, hence the name cool season vegetables. But we'll keep you timed for all of that. Just start planning. For starting seed, you always have to have like good store-bought potting mix is good. Start them in the containers or trays, whatever you've got. Place the seeds in a partially shaded spot. Just keep them watered. They're going to do great outdoors, and you'll have plants to transplant into the garden by September. Number two, water figs deeply now as they begin to ripen. Harvest every morning like Mark Aram and his wife Maya do. They do because they're getting so many figs off this beautiful big fig tree in their backyard. That way you beat the birds if you're going to do it in the early morning. That's a good time to harvest any of your vegetables, really. Go out in the early morning with sharp scissors, cut them away from the plant, bring them in. Don't wash them until you're ready to eat them. And number three, trees with suckers. Shoots coming up from the ground like crepe myrtles, red buds, maples. Propagate the sucker with a few leaves on it. Place it in a well-drained rooting medium in a pot, shaded area again, Keep dirt moist and just place, you can place a, a plastic bag, a two-liter bottle, something over the top that's tall enough that's going to create that greenhouse effect and keep it humid and arid in there. It'll start getting roots in about four weeks. Actually, the the lady I take shadow to, my groomer, Donna, uh, shout out to her. She has this beautiful maple tree in her front yard, and every fall I am just in awe of the colors and how beautiful and how bright it is, and I, I comment every single year to her about that maple tree. She's got a nice bed around it with some impatience that the deer are going crazy over. Uh, she has some calabrocoa. She has some coleus in there, but it looks great. And so that maple uh, sent off a little a sucker uh, shoot, and she dug it out and put it in a little pot. And she's like, I have something to show you. Come here. This was just the other day. Took me to the side wall of the yard and showed me that she has that shoot, that sucker in a pot for me. She's going to transplant it for me. And make sure it gets all, you know, viable. Now, granted, fall is the best time to establish new trees and shrubs and things like that. It's not going to be ready by this fall. It's too little. It's it's not even as big around as a pencil, maybe six or seven inches high. But I'm going to baby that. I'm going to baby that when she gives it to me and then maybe plant it next fall. Uh, and I, I, I have time to decide where I want to put it. It's so exciting. So keep that in mind. You know, if you're timing things out as you propagate them, when is going to be the best time to establish them in the yard? And if they need a little help, you know, make sure you have some kind of caging or netting or something to protect those things because the elements could get to it. Any kind of rodent could get to it or if the dogs are running through the yard, just mow it over and not even mean to. So uh, it's always fun to propagate something. Start it yourself. You can take cuttings of almost anything um, any woody shrubs, you know, hydrangeas. And there's a process too where you can propagate something by leaving the limb on the shrub and laying it down like the lower limbs, laying it down along the ground, the soil surface. And those limbs, if just wounded just enough, 
to where they're a little stressed, they're laying on the top of the soil, they're going to be able to establish a new root system, and then you cut it away from the mother plant when it's ready, and you're ready to go with a new plant. It's just amazing to see the science behind that. Very easy. 404 872 And when we come back, I'll tell you a few of the uh, the top things that I have been asked about that I recently put on the website for you, good articles about uh, what to do about an ailing cherry tree, because those are picky. Cherry trees are hard. Um, if you have ants that are just driving you crazy on your hummingbird feeders and you're looking to get that and the bees to go away, I have some advice for that. And then rules for watering. Uh, when to water, when not to water, and how to actually be mindful of conserving it as well. We talked a little bit about that with Bob Westerfield last weekend, how to recycle water and reuse it. So I'll give you some more details on that next in the 7 o'clock hour. It's Green and Growing on WSB. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.